legendary relics of untold power are scattered across the world of Menroth. Those who uncover them have the opportunity to discover more about these items and their true origins. In the process, they will continue to shape not only their own destinies, but in time, the fate of their world. This is not that story. This is the story of the other ones. What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of the World Walkers universe. So here's what's going on. After the old group wrapped up season three of World Walkers, we kept playing together. At first, we kept going with the original characters, which you can hear in the lost episodes. But after a bit, the group decided they wanted to mix things up and play new characters. I pitched them a few ideas for a new campaign. They chose one, and we've been playing in that story ever since. This new podcast series follows our original group as they choose a very different path. It's been really hard keeping this a secret for so long, so thank you to everyone for making this possible. I hope you enjoy World Walkers The Other Ones, Episode 1, Pyramids and PR. Our brand new game opens up in the city of Unity. Unity is a city that is, they believe they're on their way to prosperity and they like to use cute words so like they would say things like bigness that's obviously a pretty ridiculous way to frame it but they really do believe that their place on Parleth which is the continent that you're on on the world of Menroth they believe that they're the next big thing quite literally the, the metropolis of Parleth is uh, Janzibar, and they believe it's only a matter of time before they grow to the point where they shadow Janzibar. They're actually in between Janzibar and the Forest of Alithius. The Forest of Alithius is where the elves of this continent live, and they have total and complete control of the elemental armies. If they could only leave that forest, they would take the entire continent. But since they are some way bound to the forest, they'll have to make do with conquering the entirety of the Forest of Lithius. So one way or another, each of you is here, whether you were born here or you found your way here, you are um, making a living in the city of Unity. The catchphrase of Unity is like the, the slogan is tomorrow's metropolis today. Why don't we go around and introduce ourselves so that we know who each of us is? So, Enzo, can you talk about briefly about your character? My character is a copper dragonborn um, named Steve Steve. Now, Steve Steve has lived a very, <laughs> uh, very relatively simple life, uh, you know, being a very, being an acolyte of the temple of haven't decided yet but um you know like, like you know he's a missionary just doing work like preaching the ha- preaching the word of haven't decided yet um <laughs> you know like he living like they've you know they've collected uh the church of live, choice <laughs> the, the, church the, agnostic. Lord. the one with the fish uh, <laughs> um but yeah no, they've very relatively life but like they enjoy their steve enjoys his life you know he goes door to door trying to preach the word of his religion to people who anyone who listen, um, gathering alms, um, pretty much just leading a very simple, very um, good life. And then Wes, uh, my character is the elf named Big Pharma, um, <laughs> which is 
which is Elma with his oh, sorry elfish for a large pharmacy. <laughs> well known fact. Well known fact. He comes from a druidic circle um, out in the out in the grasslands in the forest outside of Unity. And so, you know, as as one is prone to the druidic life, you cannot just like go in there and stay a druid. You know, to re- you have to commit, and so you have to first, you know, take essentially a room springa, um, which is like when the Amish go out and they go into the world with the English, as they call it, um, and you experience that. And he did that in Unity, and that's when he discovered the joys of capitalism. <laughs> he understood now. <laughs> that there is a new druidic life and there is a way to profit from the herbs and the healing that he can make that he can also afford himself comfortableness in his life. And that's what he's come to do. And that's what he's come to figure out, um, you know, in this, this metropolis of tomorrow, he believes that he is the tomorrow of today. <laughs> All right. And Olivia. So Guinevere Hortel, the first thing you notice about her is that she is extremely tall. She's really, really tall, and she almost never smiles. She's got a like kind of sharp black bob with bangs, and she wears eyeliner um, above and below the lid. She's a like under eye eyeliner kind of gal, um, and her outfit is very sharp. She's very well put together. Um, it's kind of androgynous. It's very trendy. She's got this big old medallion. Um, and even though she is very tall, you just look at her and you're like, she's probably pretty weak. And that's right. She's not very strong. At <laughs> things. Um, she doesn't. That's not her job. Her job is to bring out the best in the people she serves. She doesn't care about your social class. She doesn't care about your combat class. She doesn't even care if you're classy. She's looking for clients who have it because when she represents somebody, she wants to know they've got it. That special sauce that will make them easy to sell. Not that she can't sell anything. She is very, very good at branding and public relations. And uh, if you would like to contact her for more information, she will give you a business parchment. So that's Guinevere. She is she is my character. All right. So today is a very, very big day for Unity because they're getting ready to open and unveil something that they believe is going to put them on the map. Mayor Hudson, um, who is unanimously voted every time he's up for election, is getting ready to unveil the Unity Institution of Heritage and History. And it is a beautiful museum that is working in conjunction with the museum up north in Jantabar to unveil a whole new side of Parleth. They have basically just an amazing amount. And this is the problem, is that if you ask too many questions they start to kind of dance around it. Like, what do you have? We have history and we have heritage. It is a sight to behold. And when you ask more, they kind of laugh it off and they're like, well, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. And anyone who's done 
a fair amount of digging isn't quite sure what they have. The building that is housing this amazing heritage and history, it's gone for a very sleek design. It's a, a lot of flats, a lot of bright colors, um, bold oranges and blues. And whereas uh, the, anyone who's been to the museum up north in Janzibar, you would notice that it had these uh, beautiful stairs that led up to these uh, intricately carved pillars. This building's going for something much more eye-catching. It's kind of a risque design around here, but they're hoping that this is what's going to put them on the map. And so we'll start with, and I'm going to say your name wrong every time uh, for a couple games, Guinevere? It's actually uh, Guinevere. Guinevere. It's spelled differently every time. <laughs> spelling a name in a consistent manner. Mm. It, that's passe. That's for a commoner. <laughs> what can I say? It's basic. Yeah. So um, we're going to start with you. Um, you've already taken care of whatever your morning ritual is. And you're sort of just kind of wandering the streets. And maybe every now and then someone stops. And uh, is it fair to say that you're kind of known for your... Uh, personal branding in the area uh known um in the right circles like if people don't recognize the value of personal branding um and public relations they might not have ever done any work with my former employers the pr guild um but i i trust amongst people who understand the utility of such things i'm i'm quite well known Uh, friends call me g um, and Marcus also calls me G. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm pretty well known. And that's just who gets your attention as you're walking. Um, you hear a, well, hello there, G. Marcus, honey. Fancy <laughs> seeing you out here in the streets of Unity where we both live. Come here. Smooches. <laughs> yeah. As you spin around, you see a, uh, a gentleman who um, is always in a turtleneck, regardless of weather or climate. Um, they're, they're almost as tall as you, and they have brown hair spiked with a lot of product. And they always have a cup of something, whether it's tea or something maybe a little, little spicier. And he's walking down the street, and he says, well, how do? Oh, it's hard to put into words because it's just been so good. Oh, Marcus, you're looking amazing. I probably am myself. My assistant, Mimsy, has been rung up off the, the charts with people seeking my services as a free agent consultant, personal branding consultant. Well, that is amazing to hear, and obviously all the best. Do you think you'll come to the opening today? As you know, Magic Thunder received the bid for the museum today, and, you know, we're hoping to make it a little special today. So Magic Thunder is the PR uh, guild. Oh, 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 yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, it yes. recently uh, rebranded. So it used right. to be just the PR guild, like, you know, like... But he once he was able to kind of move into a position of power, he really wanted to put a spin on it. What a Marcus move. I'm so <laughs> happy for you and Magic Thunder. That's wonderful. Uh, I do have a couple of appointments. Um, 
I'm meeting with several of the influencers I represent, and uh, only <laughs> half of them are wizards using mind control. So if I can make it, I would love to be there, but uh, I, it just depends on if there's an opening in my schedule. I'll ask Mimsy. Right. Well, I would highly recommend that you drop in and make a little five to 10 there because anyone who's anyone is going to be there. Great opportunity for networking. And I really think with some of the, uh, let's say, situations that have occurred with you, it would probably be best if you made an appearance and started some networking, started um, taking the opportunity to really reach out and find a base, find some people that maybe, you know, would be interested in taking you in. Marcus, you're just such a good friend. I, I so appreciate you looking out for me, telling me APR, branding, consultant, professional about the value of networking. You're <laughs> so, so noble. You're just such a good friend. I, well, after what happened with... I just don't want to see something happen to you and we don't have you know, opportunities with you in the future. Thank you, Marcus. I'll keep it in mind. Great. Well, as you probably already know, that you know, you're already aware of what time it is today. So I just did. Two o'clock. So, you know. Two-two. Toodaloo, friend. <laughs> I need a drink. Is there a tavern anywhere? Uh, yeah, there is. Not too far from here. <sighs> Going to be a foothead there. <laughs> and um, would it be fair to assume that Steve Steve is at this bar as well? Yes. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> and so what kind of freedoms is Steve Steve exploring? Well, Steve Steve is not at the bar to partake in any kind of um, debauchery because Steve Steve is there to annoy the patrons about his religion um mainly you know trying to <laughs> pass out pamphlets um he's very on he's on thin ice because he has been thrown out of this tavern several times um on every time he has promised the the, the owner that he would be less intrusive and less um annoying and that's why uh, your best shot at um you know having people uh, be entertained by your notions is long shot, which is a bar that has pretty much been extended so that there's plenty of room. And that's why you can kind of navigate shift through and essentially stay away from the bar keeps. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yes. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's, that's the perfect place to be. Um, so yeah, like Steve, Steve is there. Um, trying to, you know, disguise himself a little bit just because um, he has learned that he can't come off as, like, very, very pushy. So um, now that this time Steve Steve has kind of um, casually entered the bar as pretending to be a patron, and then he chat like, his recent strategy is to just chat up people very, you know, just, like, about their day and talking about um, whatever topic is at, of interest at the time and slowly ease the conversation towards his religion. 
Yep, and there's there's a couple of dwarves um, that have taken a table and they're willing to listen to you. Uh, they all seem like miners, and so you're kind of surprised they're so far from the mountain of Ulermic because there's not there's not a lot of opportunities for them here unless they're traveling all the way to the next continent, Arla, mm-hmm. which means they'd have to get through the uh, forest of Alithius. Mm-hmm. Not really sure what their plan is, but they're they're entertaining you so far. They seem to be. Ent- mm-hmm. I mean, I hope it's not because uh, I seem to. I have bought them a couple of rounds. They're here. <laughs> mm, okay, so I'm speaking to them, um, and I'm talking about like oh, like the Church of Undecided would love to have um, new acolytes such as yourself. It's like, you know, like you've talked about like your experiences with me, and they're just. You would be perfect in our church. And they're kind of looking at each other. One of them speaks up and says, tell me a little bit about what's expected of me. Oh, no, um, the church is not, the church does not expect much at all. Like only, only your loyalty and, um, you know, a five gold, um, what's the word for it? Entrance fee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a week <laughs> every time oh no 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 the, that is a one time fee uh, the thing is so this is how the church works um, what is it so you purchase five golds worth of product from this level and then we give you this product and then you sell that five golds worth of product to two other people <laughs> and then those two people sell two golds worth of product to those two people and so on do you understand what this means so like and and then the return, like you give some of that back to the per, to the person above you. So make a charisma check. Fourteen. So they kind of look at each other and they're like, "I mean, it's money." Yeah, you would be a fool to say no to this deal because at the end of the day, everyone gets a piece. Well, and what's your? Who's the head of your church? Oh, the head of the church is um, oh, the the founder of the Brotherhood of Steve <laughs> is um, my ancestor Steve, uh, who is um, the original the, Steve. The original Steve, who was the father of my father of my father of my father of several lines of my fathers, all known as Steve. And um, our current head, I actually haven't met the current. Um, leader of the Brotherhood of Steve, but I have heard very good things about them, and I trust them completely, because I have made, or the church, we have made the church a very uh, significant portion of gold that you know goes to good to the good of the people, for the most part. I mean, wouldn't hurt to stay around for a little bit. One of them says, and they go, "All right, well, yeah, we'll meet you back here tomorrow." Oh, perfect. Sounds good. Thank you so much. <laughs> they, they seem a little confused, but they're here. Like, they're here for whatever that means. You so. will not be disappointed. I promise you. All right. And, yeah, they kind of wander off. Oh, what nice gentlemen. Gentle dwarves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where does that leave... How do I big or big? <laughs> big. I mean, that's the Elvis spelling of big. Oh. 
it's a common it's a common misunderstanding all right would you be in the bar as well or yes uh big is actually at the bar um he has all <laughs> these paperwork spread out because it is such a long bar and that's why he's come to this one in particular and he has been arranging contracts and he's trying to set up with some of the other guilds uh, to get to use his services. Um, he's trying to get in on the groundwork level with, you know, like today is the big day that he's going to try, you know, like this is a big networking event and he's pumping himself up for the game day. He's trying to have everything ready, but he's caught. Uh, his attention is caught by this, you know, dragonborn giving a speech. And he realizes that like big as many things, he is smart. He is, uh, you know, he's, he's profitable. Uh, but a salesman, he knows he's just not there yet. <laughs> and so he's kind of started filing up his papers. And as the dwarfs leave, he would make his way over. Tell me more about the Undecided. Oh, welcome, Sir or sir Elf. It's great to meet you. Um, you said you were interested in hearing about the Brotherhood of Steve? Yeah, your pyramid scheme sounds good. I mean... <laughs> Sorry, what did you call this? Uh, it sounds good. It sounds good. Okay, um, that, oh, that's great. Thank you. Oh, that's so exciting. Are you? Um, I wanted to let me tell you about a little bit about. Um, I don't know how much you overheard from our previous conversation I was having with these dwarves gentlemen, um, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. would you be interested in joining the, the Brotherhood? No. Oh, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, but I need you. I think you've got something here. I don't understand. I don't understand it yet either. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it can go somewhere. Mm. I think we can work together. I offer a series of services, mm-hmm. mostly healing related, that I feel like would be very good with your Steve conversation. Hmm. I mean, I mean, people is... go to church, right? They go to your church, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they need healing, right? I mean, and you I've need never... medicinal supplies. And this might be um, interesting or helpful to you, uh, Steve, if I may call you Steve. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I presume. Um, <laughs> because a lot of people in the area rely on the local apothecary, and that's run by a gentleman known as Darian Gatsby, and he is near perfect. He has beautiful chiseled features his hair is combed back and uh, perfectly coiffed with no product and he's exceedingly kind he's been known to give away all kinds of goods for free he's helped many people and there is nothing wrong with him and it's near impossible to break into this market because of him he's what we call a chump <laughs> <laughs> And after you've received your drink, um, I mean, hold on, I want to get this right. There's no wrong way of saying it. It changes every time. Guinevere? Yes, perfect. <laughs> yeah. um, after you've kind of overheard this, Guinevere, it sounds like both of them are in desperate need for some kind of PR-related services. Guinevere walks into the bar and goes straight to the bartender. And is like, I would like tequila, and I would like it with no rocks, no salt, and a lot of it I want to sip. <laughs> um, and she's got this. I'm sorry. Um, she looks at you. What did what, uh, you say? Uh, tequila, 
it is what I want in my body right now. Thank you. Mead's fine. Let's just do some mead. Mead, but put it in a small glass so I can pretend it's tequila. Oh, I, I can do tequila. And she, like, starts to uh, set it up, and then she slides the glass over. Mm, good friend. No. Do you, do you own this place? Is this love bar? It's not, no. Mm, well, you inhabit the space. You've got a certain air about you. If you're ever looking for personal branding or public relations, here's my business parchment. And Guinevere would try and suavely get it out and kind of fumble a little, but then, like, <laughs> get it. Slam it on the table. Confidently slide it across. <laughs> Keep me in mind. And then... Despite her saying she wanted to sip this, Guinevere would just drink the entire thing of tequila. (laughs) (laughs) And then hand it back and be like, one more. Um, And so she's on her second one, kind of of sipping that. Uh, She looks completely unaffected, by the way. Like the alcohol appears to have no effect on Guinevere. (laughs) And and so, so the camera pans out. Steve, Steve is is talking and like big farmers approaching and like the view's ears perk up and so like there's like a flashback to the conversation of like <laughs> like <laughs> I don't want uh, I need you like I don't know why but I need you <laughs> um, and like Pedro what was the name of the, the guy who, who runs the apothecary um, in town? Uh, Darian Gatsby. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So Big Pharma and and Steve Steve, what's like a line of dialogue that you are saying right now? Like, where is your conversation at? Um, I would say something like, oh, like, th- I uh, appreciate your interest, kind sir, but I um, unfortunately would not be, I already do have a, a profession, a job. I'm not asking for a job. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a connection. A connection? Aren't we all? So could have you put, oh. like, a peer between you? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Are we all looking for a connection? Isn't oh. that what makes a brand a brand? It's not the font. It's not the handwriting or the colors. It's the story. It's always about the story. Are you looking down? Looking out? to take down Darian Gatsby. Are you looking to take out Darian Gatsby? She would say. Um, maybe the tequila actually did affect her a slight bit. And she would look like very seriously at Big Pharma. Uh, Big Pharma is at his heart still a little bit of a country boy. <laughs> and, and now has worried that an assassin has snuck into the conversation. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not uh, trying to kill anybody. I'm just trying to run a more successful business than him. <laughs> Killing in, in the most important sense, the sense of personal success. Uh, Marcus has the Darian Gatsby account. Now, Marcus is an acceptable PR and personal branding consultant. But if you're actually looking to get serious about taking out Darren Gatsby, might I offer my services? Yeah. Uh, Do you work 
I'm trying to find the nicest way to put this. Cheap. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I totally understand why you, would, why you would say that. And the answer is, <laughs> no, of course, I'm in very high demand. And uh, my assistant, Minzy, has been overloaded with requests. However, I uh, sense a certain something about you that makes me want to give you a discount. I could conceivably, because... <laughs> Of the story I'm sensing here, be compelled to offer a discount. Because uh, I too feel that connection. Don't you? Sure. <laughs> Wonderful. Right, Steve, Steve? Steve's too, right? Steve, Steve looks around. <laughs> she like, like puts her arms kind of around both of them. It's like, I'm sensing. Like there might be a beautiful thing starting here. Y'all want to join... Brotherhood of Steve? Uh, I, I don't not want to. That makes you feel better. A beautiful thing will be starting soon. <laughs> a, a beautiful thing that involves the Darren Gatsby account. If I were to help you, would y'all listen to my pitch? Yes. Then I'm in. Let's do this. Whatever. Wait, are you gonna buy me a drink too, like you did the dwarfs? Did you want one? Yes. All right. Uh, yes, I guess I'll listen to your pitch. Let's do this, Miss. Did you? Uh, I didn't catch your name, lady. Oh, my yeah. lady. Uh, Gwyneth Portal. Friends call me G. Marcus also calls me G. Happy to be at your service. Oh, it is a pleasure to meet you, Miss G. And and both of you, forgive me. I'm so tired from the meetings I had with influencers earlier. I don't think I caught either of your <coughs> names. What are they again? <laughs> Big Pharma, man of, I, I blow the line, which is great, <laughs> because I didn't really have a thing there. You know what? I'm still working on it, and I'm actually an elf, so this is actually kind of problematic. Oh. <laughs> you know I think your skills are really going to be useful here. <laughs> you got a lot of work. Yeah, some, some, some conflict, some folksy charm. I can work with this. I can work with this. And Steve would take a deep bow and say, I am known as Steve Steve, son of Steve, uh, grandson of Steve Steve, and, um, and so on and so forth. Yes, uh, yes, I have, I have um, several clients who are uh, members of the House of Steve. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. So yes, um, I, I've heard of you, and it's so nice to have a face to put with a Steve. Oh, thank <laughs> you. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's all convene for uh, that promised drink. And then you uh, you watch as the uh, barkeep start to clean up and people start to get up, pack up, and make their way outside. Oh, I guess we may not have time for that. Let's take a rain check. No, 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 no. Uh, let's do it at the ceremony. There's a, uh, a, big, a big thing going down at 2 p.m., we should be there. And also, both of you should talk pretty loudly about uh, any gold you have or exciting prospects on the way, especially if a certain person holding a drink comes by. I'll tell you, of course, this is completely optional. We're friends. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe we should go see what this party is all about. Yes. Uh, let, let us do that. And with that, you all start to pack up and make your way outside. So uh, when this city was built, obviously it did not uh, foresee the day 
that it would have a beautiful museum in the middle. In fact, the construction of this city is they started and then they keep expanding out. So it's not the greatest uh, layout that you would expect in urban development (laughs) because every time they think of something great, they add it to the outside of the city. (laughs) So (laughs) the museum is on the uh, northern edge of this uh, of unity and once you get out there you can see that there are a multitude of beautiful banners that's made to be an extremely important event and all of the banners say believe in unity anyone who's lived here for any kind of extended amount of time knows that the slogan of this city is tomorrow's metropolis today so all of the branding seems to have been changed. And that probably only really sticks out to Gwenefeef. She notices, though. Yeah. like <laughs> She's, like, noticing the kerning on the font. <laughs> yeah. And um, the colors of the banners as well, they have been made to reflect the colors of Magic Thunder, the PR guild. Even though the city tends to move towards uh, oranges and yellows, all the banners are purple and blue. (laughs) (laughs) And as you make your way towards the northern edge, uh, there's music playing. They've brought bards out to create kind of a magical music that extends into the skies above. And it's not the the most organized event that you've ever seen. Um, but, you know, it's got a certain amount of pizzazz to it. People are having fun, so that's all that matters, right? No. Look at this. <laughs> Embarrassment. If I was still at Magic Thunder, none of this would happen. These music acts, they're fine. They're fine. But look at the way they're distributed. Ugh. And, oh, like the location of the food carts. Who made this out? Who picked that font? Who chose those colors? Our <laughs> person is about not inserting yourself into it, Marcus. Many and times. Suddenly, bursting onto the stage, wrapped in blues and purples, is an elegant man who needs no introduction if you know anything about the PR guild here, which means that. Nobody knows who he is. <laughs> that guy. Right, right. And he kind of just kind of throws his arms back, lets the robes kind of fly back off of him. Like he had a cape wrapped around him, and it flies back to reveal the robes underneath him. And then the cloak falls back, but it's still attached. So it looks like it just kind of falls into place as if it were just more robes. And, you know, he's not there to show off, obviously. He just kind of keeps walking across the stage, looking at things. Uh, There might be a slight glance in your direction. Probably not. It's not like he's looking for you. That'd be ridiculous. But Marcus does make his way across the stage and then down the stage. And then he's very, very happy to see Mayor Hudson. Uh, Mayor Hudson wears orange robes with a yellow shawl over his shoulder, which uh, kind of forms a cape. He wears two monocles. 
Um, and he's known for always carrying a pad of parchment so that citizens can write down their concerns. Um, it's impossible for me to forget is a often heard um, comment from him as he wanders the streets of Unity. And he's there and he looks very happy and he doesn't know anything about proper construction. <laughs> so he's <gasps> he's taking the building. The building um, is very modern. It's slanted every time it can be. Um, it It's not going to fall over or anything. But you're not sure how it's going to stand either because every time they could have taken an angle, they did. Uh, like the the walls are not just straight and fortified. They're slanted every which way they can. The, the poor roof is just a uh, shattered Rubik's Cube of design. So, you know, not extremely pleasing to the eye, but here we are. And people are wandering around getting drinks when they can. And uh, the people wandering around delivering the drinks, they don't really seem to have a laid out pattern. They don't know where they're going. They're just kind of wandering the area, doing the best they can in a terrible situation. So what's the name of the mayor again? Uh, mayor Hudson. He, uh, he also rocks a beard that citizens know took him years to grow, years and years. He's terrified of cutting it at all. He's actually never cut it, and it's not very thick or bushy. It's kind of shaggy. He likes to uh, claim that he's part of the Bear Cave. It's a local group of grizzly men who are very proud of the work they've done and the uh, crafting they've done to their, uh, their face. They don't acknowledge him. <laughs> at all. So, yeah, he's very busy with Marcus up there. And what are you all doing? So, I um, I mentioned Guinevere does not smile a lot. When she met um, Steve Steve and uh, Big Pharma, she did smile, but her smile is very, like, slow and then big and then it just stays on the smile is not there anymore so the entire time <laughs> watching Marcus it's been very think like the way Jade looks when we're doing karaoke and she's sitting in the back of the room watching us do karaoke <laughs> <laughs> sort of like taking it all in letting it wash over her maybe calculating in some way some kind of calculation going on um, <laughs> not not smiling <laughs> So it's kind of, um, it's energetic for a little while. And then um, two o'clock rolls around, 2.30, 2.45, people are waiting. It's almost three before things start to get moving. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, finally some of the banners are straightened out and more drinks are passed out and then they promise within 15 minutes the event will be ready to go and then after about 15 minutes you can the music starts to die down and then maybe five ten minutes after that the mayor takes the stage and <clears throat> it kind of straightens itself up and he says hello hello Oh, can everyone hear me in the back? And you hear some people go like, yeah, mayor. 
can everyone hear me in the front? People were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about in the middle, in the heartland of uh, our little assembly? How are you feeling today? And that's where you you all are. Yeah, arms <laughs> waving, all excited. Under her breath, uh, Guinevere would be like whimsical, folksy. Do people go for that? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> beard neutral. She's like taking notes on things, mm-hmm. kind of muttering to herself, not not expecting to be heard. Yes, uh, Big Pharma would answer very poignantly, optimistic about my chances for the future. <laughs> well, thank you all for gathering around here. I had a script that was, um, you know, written out. And, you know, I'm just going to go off the cuff. I usually get better results that way. And you watch as Marcus, his eyes widening, just <gasps> as like slow motion as the mayor crumples what's in front of him from his pad of paper, his pad of parchment. And crumbles it up and just throws it off to the side. And you watch as Marcus almost falls with the ripped paper. So as Marcus's face, like like his mouth goes, Guinevere goes, one one frown happening, one smile happening. (laughs) But it doesn't quite reach her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) And he kind of looks at the crowd and he says, I think most of you know that Unity is a city that is, well, it's technically on the map, but every year gets put on the map in a brand new way. People thought that we were crazy when we wanted to have circular crops that encompass the city, and now we're known as the only city with circle crops. (laughs) People thought that we didn't know what we were doing when we had the first annual Bardocalypse. But now, who has the best music on the continent of Parleth? As far as we know, it's us. <laughs> Nobody else has risen up to claim that. So, yeah, I feel pretty comfortable about that. And now, we have something even more amazing. Because of certain connections that I may or may not, <laughs> giant wink, have... <laughs> With associations in the city of Janzibar up north, I have managed to bring a little something extra to the grand opening of our little museum, where once our museum was going to only have the most amazing heritage and culture on the continent of Parleth, have a little something extra today. Not too long ago, this amazing set of relics was discovered. And after working out with associates I may or may not have in the city of Janzibar, I have assembled quite an exhibit for all of you. It's not well known, but Parleth is not just a collection of kingdoms known for the atrocities of war. I like to talk about that. We're also known for our heroes, and it's with great pleasure that I'm going to be able to open up our Hall of Heroes. And he looks around, and nobody's clapping. Yay! No one except Steve. Steve. 
Yeah! <laughs> Steve, like, pumps his arms up in the air. Weighs him like he doesn't care. Guinevere's face is sort of neutral again. She's back in Jane mode. <laughs> <laughs> Big Pharma's, like, befuddled Denise. So, uh, there's a reason that you don't know that it's exciting. It's because I, 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 it's, it's such, a, such an announcement. You don't even know what you should do. And what you should do is clap because we have legendary artifacts wielded wielded no wielded carried brandished by some of the most powerful most potent heroes parleth has ever known when this building opens yeah you could go learn about the underwater nations off the coast of parleth i guess you could discover the demonic culture and history that led to the birth of the Force of Lithius, if you wanted to. What I'm proposing is you skip all that. You can come back later. Skip all that because we've spent a lot of money on the Hall of Heroes, where the birth weapons of our kingdoms are waiting for you to discover. And a little bit more, actually. I, I sprung for more. So, take your time, get excited, and within 15 minutes, we're going to open the doors, and who knows? Who knows what will happen? Uh, I do. You're going to see amazing weapons. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Great. All right. We're going to get situated and then we're going to open the doors and today is free. I'm glad you showed up today because it's going to get expensive later. <laughs> great. Total excitement. Cool. All right. <laughs> and with that, he walks off stage, and uh, Marcus just looks pale, but he brings up and goes, oh, great, great. And he's like, he's patting him on the back and stuff like that. And everyone's, everyone in the crowd is just kind of curious or confused, except for one person that's pretty close to you all. And they're really energetic. Um, they're a little, I don't know how tall all of you are precisely, but this gentleman is maybe five foot nine and they've got blue slacks. They've got a set of blue robes. They've got a golden belt. Maybe it looks golden and they've got a nice, uh, light blue puffy shirt all buttoned up. And they're just like, Ooh, rubbing their hands together. And they're just excited. Nobody else seems to be as excited as him. I mean, maybe Steve, Steve, but <laughs> and then he looks behind and he sees Steve Steve excited and he goes yeah 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 and he kind of pushes through people and comes over and he goes well, what brings you out here I don't know man but it uh, looks great <laughs> cool alright yeah alright well I'm just kidding I have, uh, these artifacts are, uh, I've, been, I've been studying them and they, you know, just a little bit. I've heard of them. Um, me, and, uh, me too. <laughs> and yeah, no, it's, it's an exciting time. And, you know. And I've, he sticks his hand out and goes, Chase Wildebrand, pleasure to meet you. What's your name? Oh, it's great to meet you, Chase. My name is Steve Steve. Uh, son of Steve Steve. 
grandson of Steve. Steve. <laughs> of the Brotherhood of Steve. Oh. Okay, you don't have to tell me. Um, and your friends? <laughs> oh, so this is I. Uh, so Steve motions to uh, Gwynefeef and says, "This is the Lady Gwynefeef." Um, she is. Uh, oh, I, I will let her introduce herself. So Gwynefeef is Janeing, but then she like, <laughs> um, like she hears her name and like sparks to life and like turns around and is like, "Hello, Gwynefeef Portal, personal branding and public relations." Here's my business parchment. Uh, and to whom do I owe the pleasure? Um, no, no charge. I'm sorry? So who do you owe the pleasure? Oh! But I'm not... <laughs> so charming! <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, that is a good sense of humor on this one, Steve. Yeah. Steve, you didn't tell me that was funny. <laughs> oh, he's hilarious. Oh. My apologies. I meant... Uh, what is your name, good sir? Uh, Chase Wildebrand, and he puts his hand out. Future hero. Wildebrand. Now, I I know this area pretty well. I'm not sure I know that name. Who's your family? No, I come from far north, far up north. Oh, an adventurer from afar. That's excellent. Why, I would be very interested to hear your stories sometimes. Yeah, um, I, my story is I came here. Oh, oh, well, then, I guess I've heard it then. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's real easy to tell. Friends, uh, Gwyneth turns 180 degrees and is kind of just like back to Janeing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> big Pharma like leans in and he goes, future hero, huh? Yeah, yeah. Ah, Big Pharma. Pleasure to meet you. I wanted to tell you about something that you can get on the ground floor of here really future hero i know what's going to happen you're going to get in fights aren't you (laughs) yeah hopefully yes and with fights there comes some problems you're probably going to get hit probably not a lot probably not often you look like a big strong sturdy fellow you know what and then you know what you have to do you have to go get healing right you have to go to like an apothecary right yeah, do you know Darian? Yep. I have something that's better than Darian. Whoa. Darian's father? <laughs> I heard he retired to make room for Darian. Yes. <laughs> we all like to have fathers who are in the business and who can help us get a leg up. I really enjoy that. My father and I come from humble roots. I feel like yourself, right? Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. But you know what? Sometimes you're adventuring and you're way out there and you know, the apothecary was way back over here and it's a long walk. Yeah. Get you this. sell backpacks? No. Better. I call it a mobile apothecary or for short, mobile app. <laughs> we bring the apothecary to you. <laughs> picture you're deep in a dungeon and you've lost an arm maybe you've lost a comrade and sure you can go back to darien after days of travel months of walking and have a resurrection spell 
or have some sort of druidic magic. Or perhaps it could come to you. No need to stop the adventuring. No need to stop the excitement. Okay. No need to take a short rest when you're on a long adventure. Big Farmer, remember the name. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really exciting. He turns around and looks at the building, just stares at it. Everyone else talking, hanging out. <laughs> and yeah, so you hang out for a little bit longer, but it's not too much longer before the excitement finally starts to happen. Before it does, Gwyneth would have kind of like her ear would have perked up a little during the explanation of the mobile app idea. And she would be like, hmm, hmm. That's all. That's she's she listened to that. She noticed it. <laughs> It's not too long before the area kind of just lights up as finally something's about to happen. That something, however, is just dozens and dozens of torches flying through the air and crashing into the stage and the building. Flame ignites and people start to scream and run away. The person in front of you, Chase, starts to freak out, and then he calms himself, and he goes, no, no, no. I mean, this is it. And he kind of just brings himself together. But you here in the back, you hear... He's like terrible, monstrous screams from far in the back. What is that? This is low even for Marcus. <laughs> Thanks for listening to World Walkers The Other Ones, Episode 1 Pyramids and PR. Again, thank you all for your support. You've made World Walkers become what it is today, and I cannot thank you enough. Thanks to the musicians for contributing their music to this episode. You can find links to their work in the show notes. And also, as always, thanks to Sirenscape for providing sound effects in this episode. You can find a link to them in the show notes as well. Talking to you. Hi! <laughs> Hello there! Hey, stranger, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Willa! Say goodnight? Yeah. Hi, Willa! Willa! Goodnight! Goodnight! Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Those are some great pajam jams. All right. Good night, baby. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> what? I need to my They said the jammies are awesome. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, they haven't complimented me yet, and I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs>